Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Rink Rat Report podcast. And as I'd like to do when I'm doing these alone. Yeah! Here we go! NFC's champions, baby. But that's not what this episode is about. This episode is going to be about the rumor that came hot off the press from Elliot Friedman on Saturday night. I think his segment was called Saturday Headlines or whatever. And that being about number 88 on the Toronto Maple Leafs, William Nylander. So specifically, the rumor is William Nylander and the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to sign an agreement or a contract extension very soon. Rumor is it could be as early as Monday. The number that is being floated around is $11.5 million dollars per year, AAV, that is, for eight years. I believe that's $92 million total. So that is, from Elliot Friedman, $11.5 million per year for eight years for William Nylander. It could be signed as early as when you're listening to this on Monday. So we're going to unpack all of that. We're going to unpack, is William Nylander worth it? I'm going to give you my opinions on that. I'm not really going to look at anyone else's opinion because I really don't care what they have to say. And I'm going to look at a lot of contract comparables as well. What have players around the league signed? What were they kind of putting up at the time that they signed that contract? What is the cap hit percentage? Because that's the big key in all of this. Because, I mean, sure, Jack Eichel signed $10 million per year for eight years. But that was six years ago. The cap was X amount then. It's going to be X plus whatever coming up. But so we're going to get into all of that. But first, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 bucks instantly in bonus bets. I used DraftKings this past weekend. I got a nice little Mitch Marner anytime goal, Tyler Bertuzzi over on points. It was very, made the game a lot more, a little bit more fun, a little sprinkle here and there, you know. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE. NY or text hope NY four six seven three six nine in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance ctkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources NHL and the NHL shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey Rate copyright NHL 2024 all rights reserved always got to take a little bit of a little bit to, to re-lube the throat, I suppose. I hope that didn't sound too weird. But William Nylander, he's having a heck of a season. We, I re- realize we've done two episodes now when we've talked about William Nylander, his contract value, what's he going to sign for, what's our walkaway point. Guess what? The rumored walkaway number right now is a lot higher than what my walkaway number was couple months ago, actually, when we did that episode. I never thought that William Nylander would be getting 11, let alone 11.5. Are you kidding me? It's this is the, the, When I saw 11 last week, what was funny in all of this is that last week, Nick Kiprios went on TV and said the rumored number is 11.25. Where this extra 250 grand came from, I guess a three-point performance against the Sharks gets you an extra 250 grand for eight more years. Are you kidding me? So how did we get here? Well, it started in the summer. There's negotiations going on. It seemed like the number couldn't get higher than 10. That's what was being floated. Everyone was saying, how can you give him more than $10 million? He's never had 90 points in his career. A couple back-to-back 80-point seasons. Very good player. Very good offensive player. But you're not going to give him 10. $10 million is a lot of money. Kind of knew that the cap was going to be around $85 million. Flash forward a little bit. After a couple months, okay, maybe it's going to be 10. Goudreau was offered 10.5 by 8. You know, uh, Goudreau has put up a few more 90, 100-point seasons than Nylander. So maybe you give him 10. With the extra cap, you know, going up, you give him 10-ish, right? Then he just continued to score. Right now as it sits, William Nylander is fifth in all situations points in the NHL. He is 11th in all situations goals. At five on five, he's tied for 29th in five from five points. And and at five on five in terms of goals, he is 25th. Sitting pretty good. Scoring seems like at all situations. Extremely deadly at three on three. I will say that three and three and four on four. Oof, he's not on the ice. That's a sick joke. But so it just kept ticking up and ticking up, and ticking up. 
this number, it seems like, right? Which kind of begs the question. The Leafs haven't really gambled and signed early on these other players. Like, listen, Austin Matthews signed like, what, a day or two, or no, a month after he was eligible to. What's there to gamble on Austin Matthews anymore? He's a Hart Trophy winner. He's a Rocket Richard winner. He's going to continue to score. What is the gamble that he's going to actually score 70 this season? And we're going to owe him, if we didn't sign him in the offseason, we were going to owe him $15 million a year. Like I, I think with Austin Matthews, it was just kind of whatever he wanted. He didn't have much leverage there. The guy has won a lot. With William Melander, it was, you know, you didn't, you don't really expect a player to have, well, actually, I'm going to backtrack on that. I was going to say you don't expect a player to have their best season of their career at 28 years old, but that's actually kind of when you expect a player to have their best season of their career. So with the Leafs, they didn't gamble. And as a result, now they're paying for it. Right. That's what that's really what it feels like in this situation here. I feel like if you gave William Nylander 10, 10 and a half, maybe even a little sweetener, probably 10 and a half, I think would have gotten it done in the summer. Like that, the Huberto deal, the Johnny Goudreau deal. Do I even need to say what numbers those guys put up before they signed those? Or I guess one guy signed that deal, the other guy. Loves Cleveland, Columbus, Ohio so much, he decided to forego a lot of money to go sign there. So, will it, like, would William Nylander, that's a big, big question I do not have the answer for. I don't think many people will have the answer for. Would William Nylander have signed 10 and a half by eight in the summer? Would Louis Gross have signed 10 and a half by eight in the summer? It's a big question. What do you have? How would you expect William Nylander to have performed this season? And I will say one thing. Looking at the five-on-five numbers, looking at Nylander's numbers throughout the years, this feels like the first season since... I don't even know. I'd have to check. I haven't checked 1920. I would have to go back and check 1920's roster because I'm not exactly sure what the lines were there. But it feels like the first time in like three or four years that the Tavares-Nylander pairing has actually been able to get a legit left winger on it. Last year was Callie Yarncroft. Played decently here and there. Had some good moments with Matthews. Is he really like a legit, legit? He's a $2 million player for four years. He's a great utility guy. He's overplaying his value right now. Is he a legit Top six left winger. Again, good utility guy, good top nine guy. Love Cali Yarnacroc. But, uh, all right. And then there was a lot, a lot of Alex Kerfoot in there. Like, Alex Kerfoot is having a great season with the Coyotes. All the power to him. He had some trouble fitting in with Nylander and Tavares consistently. At times, it looked great. If you remember that, there was a Calgary goal against Calgary in Toronto in the 21-22 season where 
Kerfoot picks it up off the wall, head up, head fake to Nylander, one-timer goal. Times like that just look so natural, so consistent, so poetic. I don't know how to explain it. But then there was just stretches of 20 games where each of them had like a couple points at five on five each, right? This season, though, move the left wingers been? Matthew Nice, Tyler Bertuzzi, not bad. Get a little bit more, you know, je ne sais quoi to it, we'll say. I realize Bertuzzi's numbers haven't been that good this year. People are going to look at that and be like, oh, Tyler Bertuzzi has like 15 points this year. What the hell are you talking about? He's doing a lot of great things on the ice, though, to free up that puck. And it feel, and as a result, through 38 games or so, 37, 38 games, that line has been the most consistent line on the Toronto Maple Leafs. One of the most consistent lines in the league, you could argue. Especially at five on five. They work well together, right? So that could be partially why we it's pushed, it's elevated, it helped to elevate Nylander's game just to that extra little level. So that's a little bit about Nylander this season. Let's get into some contract comparables. I was taking a look. I haven't looked at every single one because I haven't been able to find a place. If you can find it, let me know. That'd be a fantastic where it lists out every single player's cap hit percentage on cap friendly. They do awesome job. Awesome work. You have to actually click into the individual player unless I'm just doing it wrong, which is entirely possible, but I listed out some good players here. So the first one that I've got here, Austin Matthews, his cap hit percentage is 15.14%. Can't remember if that's this year's cap hit percentage or next year's either or 13.25 for Matthews. Okay. It's actually, let me, let me backtrack a little bit there. William Nylander's cap hit percentage for next season, when the contract starts, is going to be 13.14%. It's $11.5 million. The rumored cap hit is going, the cap ceiling is going to be $87.5 million. William Nylander's AAV is going to be 11.5. So 13.14% of the cap. All right. So to look at some other players on the Leafs. Mitch Marner, when he signed his deal, his cap hit percentage, $10.9 million, I believe for six years, was 13.38%. He had one 94-point season under his belt and two other 60-point seasons. Again, very good two-way player, 13.38%. That's very, very high. That's, that's higher than what William Nylanders will be next year. So that's pretty interesting, I thought there. Hmm. Partners cap hit percentage still higher than what Nylanders will be next year. Okay, interesting. Not going to compare the two players, but and I don't think I need to. This episode's about William Nylander. So I looked at some other ones. A higher one, Artemi Panarin, after his season with the Columbus Blue Jackets. He had 87 points. I think 18 came on the power play. The next highest on his team was 69. 
just a monster generating offense on a not very offensive team. He signed his deal at 28 years old. The cap hit percentage was 14.29%. So $11.6425 million for seven years. Right? I mean, Artemi Panarin is just ridiculously good at generating offense. Maybe not the greatest of defensive players, but since he signed that deal, you look at the numbers, 95 points to 69 games, 58 and 42. 96 and 75, 92 and 82, and 55 and 38. I think he's pretty well played up to that number, right? So Panarin, you can call a 90-point guy, a mid-90s point guy almost, right? And he's getting 14.29%. William Nylander, as I mentioned, 13.14%, right? So although the total dollar amount, like Nylander will be making a hundred and thousand change less than Panarin next year. So him versus, but the cap hit percentage is a full, you know, percent and a little bit less, right? Important to, to note. Inflation adjusted. I don't know what you want to call it, whatever. So, Panarin versus Nylander. Like, which one would you rather have? Like, at this very, very moment, right? When you're looking at the cap hit percentage. Panarin versus Nylander scheme. Hmm. Well, okay. So, Panarin versus Nylander. So, if if Panarin's paid to be a mid-90s point guy, which he actually had never had 90 points before he signed that deal, which is kind of crazy that he's, 90-point guy with the the Rangers, though, because he's an exceptional, exceptional playmaker and can put the biscuit in the basket, too. He's got 25 tucks this year in 38 games. Not bad, right? So Panera versus Nylander there. Okay, let's look at another one. David Pasternak signed a deal, 11.25 for eight years. I really hope that number's correct. I thought it was a different one. Oh, man. Am I going to have to fact check my, myself as I talk? David Pasternak. I thought he was 11 and a half. No, he is 11.25 for eight years. 13.64% cap hit percentage. So it's fairly close to what Nylander's getting. Fairly, fairly close. If you look at the percentage of the cap for this season, $11.5 million is 13.77%, which makes sense because... Pasternak signed his deal like in the off season last year of this season, you know, so Pasternak versus Nylander now as a player. Well, let's take a look at David Pasternak. He's hit 90 points, 95 plus points once, once in 70 games, 48 goals in 70 games. And then last season just exploded 61 goals in 82 games, 113 points. Oh my goodness grief. 43 at even strength. 113 points. Hell of a player. Hell of a hell of a player. He's got 24 and 38 this season. So Nylander now versus Pasternak. Who would you rather have? Think about that. Okay. Okay. 
some other like high up ones. This was way above, but uh, Nathan McKinnon, the first year of his deal kicks in this season, $12.6 million over eight years, 15% of the cap. Okay. So percent and a bit more. Nathan McKinnon's just always really, really, really good player. Some lower ones, some other ones that I have here. I have Jonathan Huberto with the Calgary Flames. I understand it is what it is now. At the think of Jonathan Huberto and his value at the time of when he signed that deal. That's where you got to go back and look to, right? They're not, they didn't sign him 10 and a half over after he had 50 points. So Jonathan Huberto, the 100 plus point guy that he was, which he had. I want to say 115 in that season. 115 before he signed that deal. And before that, only 190 point season, actually. Huh. Interesting. I didn't realize that. 115 points that season. For Jonathan Huberdeau, he signed 10 and a half by eight. Trey Living actually, actually, that was signed by Trey Living. Huh, funny enough. Trey Living actually rumored to have offered Johnny Goudreau 10 and a half by eight. As well, just before that, it seems like. So 10.5 by 8 at that time was 12.73% of the cap. Hmm. So it is interesting to think. You're paying Nylander a shade above the value that Trey Living had put on Johnny Goudreau at that time. And, uh, and Jonathan Huberto, too. And Jonathan Huberto. So Trey Living likes Nylander, it seems like, dollar-wise, a little bit more. Some other comparables that I'll just rattle off here. Kuro uh, Kappers off 11.04% of the cap. I like Nylander better. I'm just going to say that. Uh, Johnny Grugero's actual deal, 11.82% of the cap, and 975 seven years. Nikita Kucherov, this was a few years ago before he really, really popped off. Uh, He actually popped off after he signed this deal. So just bad value for himself. But, you know, $9.5 million over eight years in Florida. You know, I don't think he's driving Uber in between games to to pay the bills, right? So how bad can you really feel for him? (laughs) 11.95% of the cap, though. Philip Forsberg, Thought this one a little bit interesting. 10.3% of the cap. $8.5 million over eight years. Hmm. When I was looking at Nylander comparables for this past summer, I really looked at Forsberg. I thought he would be just just above that. Maybe a 10.5%, a 10.75, maybe not quite at 11. Actually, Capper's office at 11, maybe 11 max. But no. Forsberg had put up 84 points in 69 games before that. Last season, actually, only 42 and 50. But in terms of actually production, Forsberg only has one 80-point season. He's on pace for over 80 this season, but only one 80-point season. Ah, Interesting. Sebastian Ajo, 11.68%. Nine point seven five million dollars over eight years. Again, he's a center. He's a two way center, uh, but 
in terms of his production, it's nowhere near actually what uh, I don't think it's really that close to what Neil Anders is. He's, have, he's having a great offensive season this year, but 81 points. He's had 80 plus points twice and he's been over a point a game a few times this season, 46 and 37. That's not bad, but again, Sebastian Aho, $9.75 million over eight years. And then Braden point, which is just a sick joke of $9.5 million over eight years. That one. How didn't he get more than that? I thought he would be worth a lot more than that. But hey, nevertheless, I'm not I'm not the one signing contracts for opposing teams. So what can I really say about that one? So just a few numbers from around the league. What are what's the cap hit percentage on some of these other guys that signed big tickets? Right. So now before I get into my opinion. I have some wait and sees. Some wait and sees. What does the number, what's the number going to come out to? And then we're going to obviously, like, the, like right now, these players, some of these players are very, very comparable to William Nylander. Others not, obviously. Some of these players very comparable to William Nylander. They have not signed anything yet. They could walk away from their respective clubs, especially some of these guys, as early as this summer. So think about that in terms of value when, you know, team doesn't want to budge up to a certain number. Okay, you've fully just lost that player now. And who are you replacing them with? You know, and those players being, we talked about them in previous episodes, Sam Reinhart and Jake Gensel. Ending UFAs, some pretty close-ish numbers, especially over the last few years, to William Nylander. Sam Reinhart's having an Excellent, excellent season. Five on five wise, Jake Gensel's having a terrific season too. I believe he's top five and five on five points. It just needs to get the power play figured out. So there's that one. And then Elias Pedersen too. He's a pending RFA, Arbrights. And I think, after, my God, nice job. After next season, it's going to be a UFA. So this summer is really looking for the long-term extension or else you know, taking his ball and going somewhere else. So some other guys to look out for. Some players that are up for an extension this summer. Do we see them sign this summer? Do we see them, hey, I'm going to wait and see? Could come this summer? Might not, right? There's always that risk. Player doesn't sign in the summer and they walk away. Saw it happen with Goudreau. We saw it happen with, you know, Panarin, but he just never was going to stay in Columbus. Um, Saw it happen with Alex Petrangelo, I guess you could say, too. A number of guys, right? So the guys that I have here eligible for an extension this summer, Miko Rantanen, not a bad player, right? Stanley Cup winner, 50 points in 40 games this season. Leon Dreisaitl. All, all of these guys also, like, there are guys that are up for an extension that are older that I didn't really count because you want a comparable sort of age, right? 33-year-old Brad Marchand is 100% going to sign a different-looking contract than 28-year-old William Nylander, right? 
But nevertheless, so Miko Rantanen, Leon Dreisaitl. Hart Trophy winner. Seen him put the team on his back in the playoffs. 42 points in 36 games this year. It's been up and down. Another one we got here, Brock Besser, up for an ex- eligible for an extension as well. Number four is Mitch Marner. That's going to be a huge one for Leafs fans. Mitch Marner, what does he get compared to William Nylander? Nylander is worth 11.5. What's Marner worth? Hmm. That'll be another good one. When And when does he sign? If he signs. Number five, we've got here Carter Verhage. This guy's just been such an assassin. 39 points in 39 games this year. 22 goals. Just a... His release is just sick. Great, great player. Uh, used to, was a Leafs third-round pick in 2013 out of the Niagara Ice Dogs. And they traded him to the Islanders in the Michael Grabner trade. But then the Islanders did nothing with him. So, But anyways, enough about the journeyman that is Carter Verhage and how he should be getting paid out the wazoo this summer. Number six, we have your connect me and then Nick Ehlers and Pavel Bushnevich. So those those guys are kind of a, not quite at that tier. Neither are some of these guys in the top five here. So those are the wait and that's the wait and see list. Okay, Nylander got this number. Did we get fleeced really? Well, the really close contract comparables are coming out afterwards, it seems like. So we don't know, right? I'm very interested to see the dry side of one, though. That's the one. Well, the, I'm very interested to see the Marner one. This is a Leafs part podcast, but outside of the Leafs, I'm very interested to see the Marner dry side one. So that's it. That's what we have there. We have around the league our contract comparables. We have the wait and sees. We have what Nylanders produced this season very, very well. Fifth. In all situations, points, 11th in this all situations, goals, 29th and 5 on 5 points, 25th and 5 on 5 goals. From 21 to 21, 22 to present, he's 21st in 5 on 5 points, 14th in all situations, points, and 13th in all situations, goals. He's been producing as of late, as of the last, been producing at a high clip, I'll say, at the la- over the last three seasons, and even more so this season. And why? Well, we've listed some things. It's just hot. It's hot as hell. So 11-5 over 8. This is something to cry over. First off, think about this. I was watching some old clips of the Leafs today for doesn't matter what reason. And there was a power play. Guess who was taking the face off? Dave Steckel. Dave Steckel. Made it to the NHL. No disrespect to Dave Steckel. Played in the NHL. That's more than 99.999% of hockey players ever can say. It's a massive, massive accomplishment, obviously. But Dave Steckel was a fourth-line guy. He was a face-off guy. And he was out there taking face-offs for the Leafs on the power play. So when you say, you have to put it into a little bit of perspective. We have William Nylander. An 80-plus point guy, over a point a game guy right now for eight more years. Got to be a little bit happy there, no? He didn't walk for nothing. We kept hearing the threats 
oh, Nylander's gone. Oh, Matthews is gone. But now you have Nylander for eight more years. You have some stability. And that was actually one of the big things why, why Trey Living wanted to get this done before the trade deadline. He wanted to know what, what do we have? What am I working with? Is this the last season before Nylander goes and then I got to readjust? Am I dealing Nylander at the deadline? What's going on? He didn't want to be going into the deadline guessing and rolling the dice, right? He got it done, made sure to get it done before the deadline. Okay, it's done. So now you have Nylander for eight more years. You have Matthews for four more years after this one as well. Okay, you plan it out pretty well. So I think that right there is something to be excited about. Probably going to have some a pretty good offensive team for the next four years with those two. We'll see what Marner does. We'll see what Tavares does. Tavares or however you pronounce it, right? So that's pretty exciting there. Now let's move on to the number, 11-5. As I mentioned, I said nothing over 10. I said 10 was the number a couple months ago. It's now gone up to 11-5. Still the same player. <laughs> I don't know. what like He got rockets adjusted to his feet, it seems like. That AAV is high. And if I'm, if I'm to guess, Gensel, Reinhardt are not getting close to that. I just don't feel like either of those players which are somewhat comparable, pretty comparable. Nylander's better than both of them, I would say. I don't think those players are touching that number, though. I just I feel it in my bones. I don't know. I don't know what they've discussed. I don't know what the numbers are being floated around with those two guys. But I just, I very, I'm dreading when those contracts come out because I just know that Nylander's going to get paid more than those guys. And we kind of got, you know, Taking to the woodshed on this one. Now, I mentioned earlier in the episode, hey, why we could have gambled on Nylander, given him 10, 10 and a half. A little sweetener. Probably if, if the contract came out in the summer, you would have looked at it and say, wow, that's way too much. That would be the only way that you would have been able to get him done in the summer. It's a risk, right? You were rolling the dice. Lewis Gross got the better of Brad, Bradtree living on this one. 11.5 is really high that's like in the realm of david pasternak and i mentioned david pasternak's numbers david pasternak put up 113 points last season he had 60 goals i don't even like nylander right now has 54 points and i don't know why just the awesome podcast host i have no idea what the number is but I don't believe he's on pace for what Pasenak put up last year, right? And if we look at it right now, like let's do a live reaction right now. Does Nylander have more points than David Pasenak? I don't think so. He has 54 and David in 37, and David Pasenak, I believe, has 55 and 38, I would say. And David Pasenak's center is, you know, not Tavares, so... I don't even know who he's playing with, but it doesn't matter. So Pasternak versus Nylander. They're, they're, now the contracts are comparable. 
compare the play. Like very comparable, actually. You know, so. Oh, boy. It's a big number. And what scares you then is. So now what happens moving forward? Well, to actually take it a step back, would another team have given what you have to look at? So the Leafs were able to give that eighth year, right? Get it to $92 million total. If another team were to try to get to that $92 million total, they can only offer seven years. That's what you have to remember. Was another team offering William Nylander $13.14 million for seven years? I don't think so. Where was he getting 13.14? Maybe San Jose. Like maybe, I think it was important to him to win. So nowhere that he was going to win. Where, what winning team was giving him $13.14 million? That's where I'm a little bit confused. Unless he was just ready to take the money. Right? So 13.14, seven years. That would be what another team would have had to offer. Said he wanted to stay with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, yeah. Off the top of my head, I don't have every team's cap situation in mind, but I don't think there's a top team with any sort of room that could offer him that, right? So that's an interesting kind of caveat that I think of when I saw that, when you you see that number, 11.5 over eight years. All right, but we move on. Seems like this deal is going to happen. Matthews is done as well. Riley was done two years ago, I believe, kicked in last season. So let's take a look at what the Leafs have going into next season, right? So for next season, whoops, the Leafs have Nice already locked up. This is for the 2024, 25, 2025. Where have the years gone? These are the players that you have locked up. You have Nyes on his entry level deal. I believe one more. Yeah, one more year there. You have Matthews at 13.25 for four more years. You have Mitch Marner 10.903 for just that season. You have Yarncroc actually for two more seasons. Tavares for just that one season. David Camp for three more. Thank God we got him for three more years. Pontus Holmberg for one more year. Timmins for one more year. Riley, Morgan Riley for six years after that. McCabe for one year. Ryan Reeves. One of these kids is not like the other. And Joseph Wall, though. You got Joseph Wall for one more year at 766. 766. Joseph Wall, your starting goaltender. <laughs> That's pretty cool. No? But, anyways, so. The other part that we got to look at here, who's an RFA? Because that's not included on this list here. Who's an RFA? Well, Nick Robertson's an RFA. Noah Gregor's an RFA? Huh. Look at that. I was actually looking it up. San Jose didn't qualify him. He was qualified. 
his qualifying offer was under a million dollars. That team looks like ass. I don't know why they just didn't do it. I mean, like, who, who were you hoping that Jesus of Nazareth himself was coming through that door? I, like, I realize you're tanking, but come on. Give the fans something to watch. Give them a fast guy that sprints up and down the ice to watch. Something. Come on. Anyways, I don't care about the Sharks. Another RFA we got here, Simon Benoit. Ooh, he's been, he's been hammering guys recently um so those are the rfas and then timothy logan that was the one that i wanted to show there so when looking at that roster okay maybe you got maybe you got benoit here at the third pairing defenseman i think he's playing like he's earned that third pairing spot there timothy logan up here somewhat you are missing now a you know top end right d that Brody is a UFA. We don't know what's going on with him. Um, I should have looked at the cap space, but we're going to have to do some mental math here. So 51, $52 million about it's going up to 87. I think they've got about $21 million or so to fill in the blanks here. So top end right defenseman, maybe, maybe, maybe somehow Logan becomes that right second line right D there. Okay. Is Connor Timmons then going to be your third pairing right D 1.1 million dollars. You're able to bury up to 1.3 million dollars next year. Think about that. So they could easily bury Connor Timmons if they're not totally satisfied with him. So okay. So where do you go from there? Well then your next play is your non-roster guys. You got entry-level deals. Do you see anyone that can kind of fill in here? Okay, maybe Easton Cowan can fill in third line right right wing. Maybe, maybe. he's having a fantastic season. I think I, I can fully, fully see them giving him a few games minimum out of training camp next year. Played well at training camp this year, made it all the way to the end. So maybe they give him a few games this year. Okay. Fraser Minton. Okay, Pontus Holmberg versus Fraser Minton. Mm, Holmberg's been okay recently. Fraser Minton, you know, has some work to be done still. But maybe can he fill in fourth line left wing? Okay, there's some savings there. So that helps you to fill in the bottom part of the roster. My point is, you know... You're going to have to kind of be looking at these guys and see if anyone can fill in, fill in the blanks cheaply because this, the cap is going up. The, the dumpster diving guys are always so hit and miss. One guy that I am curious about, he's not going to put up a great amount of numbers, is Max Ellis maybe for a fourth-line role. He, he's fast. That's the only thing, but he's small, so he can get knocked off the puck, uh, knocked off the puck quite easily not the most offensive talent but i think maybe his speed could help him chip away at a, a spot there um the qualifying offer for noah gregor will be fairly manageable i'll say so maybe you could fill in a spot here as well so you have some cheap options for your fourth line there but the big question is going to be that third line second line left wing here uh, top line right D here's my 
opinion on it. Next year is going to be a crunch. Probably not going to be too, too satisfied with free agency. Getting some great savings in wool, nice, maybe some others. But Jake McCabe at two mil, whew, lovely. But it's going to be a crunch to fit players in. Maybe won't be, it'll maybe won't be the most polished team. Bradshaw Living's got his work cut out. So now you've given a bazillion dollars, seemingly, to those top guys for next year. Cap is going up to 87.5, goes up to, I believe, 92.5 the year after. And that's where Tavares is not going to be getting paid $11 million anymore. The hope is that it takes a friendly deal with the team after that. Hopefully, Mitch Marner doesn't take you to the woodshed. And then you got a little bit more room to re-sign Wool, hopefully, to a long-term deal. Fingers crossed. And fill in the decor here. Right? So there's some hopeful savings in 25-26. 24-25 will most likely be a tight cap crunch. You're going to be pinching your pennies. And you really cannot have, you know, well, you know, you, you, you say you can't have, oh, you can't have your John Klingbergs. Well, he's on LTIR, so <laughs> I don't know. Will that help you next year? I don't know. Anyways, anyways, we're getting off topic here. So let's stop sharing here. So. William Nylander contract, 11.5 over eight years. It's high. That's a lot of money. It's great that you got a good, very good player for eight more years. That's a lot of money. And it's going to be a tight crunch for next year. Do I think this is the right idea? Bringing back Marner, bringing back Matthews, bringing back Nylander. Yes, I could do a whole podcast on it. Yes, you, you win with that type of, those types of players. Right, winning the Stanley Cup involves some luck. It involves some contract luck. Like, do you think it's just skill, heart, and determination that the Tampa Bay Lightning and Vegas Golden Knights ended up with a hundred million dollar payroll and won the Stanley Cup with that? Just yeah, grit, heart, determination, accounting fraud. Um, Medical fraud to get your players under the cap. Oh, LTIR, this this player may never walk again. Oh, but he's ready for playoffs. Here we go. Okay. Stars kind of got a line for a team to do well. I think if you keep bringing back these talented players, you got to somehow surround them, figure out, find a way to surround them with some decent players. Like these are exceptional players you're talking about. Matthews, Marner, Nylander right here. Exceptional. All within the top, I believe it was 15. All are in within the top 15 in points in the regular season over the last three seasons. A lot of teams would kill to have that level of offense. That level, those levels of players, because they're very, very good players. I think if you keep getting back to the dance. With those players, you're going to be able to punch it through. If you don't have those players and you trade for lesser guys, it's not guaranteed to work. When you get those five 
million dollar player. Like, think about this. Michael Bunting's a four and a half million dollar player. How's he doing with Carolina? It's very hit and miss. So would you rather say for so you have a Nylander for 10, 11, 5 right now? You split that into two, and then you get I don't know, like a Zadorov and then something else. Like that's that equals eleven five. <laughs> or you miss on a goalie and you give him five million dollars and he ends up in Bakersfield. Right? So yeah. My point being, I think with these players, they grow, they mature. You've given yourself another few years of being a of getting a having a shot to punch it in. Got a little bit closer last year. If you do the right things at the trade deadline this year, do some right thing, good things trade-wise, you're going to have some better shots to punch it in. I mean, I, I, you know, better to, to try and fail than to just keep rebuilding and keep this endless, uh, keep an endless cycle of losing in me- mediocrity because that would be the true failure in all this if they never even just tried right think about the the oakland athletics i know i'm rambling here about nothing like think about the oakland athletics they just keep it's perpetual rebuild because they have a cheap ass owner but then they've never gone all in imagine being part of that fan base just never having gone all in to really try to win right Probably doesn't even apply to the Leafs at this point for what I'm saying. But anyways, William Nylander, 11.5 over eight years. A lot of money, probably too much money, but glad that he's here for another eight years, right? Thanks, everyone, for listening if you lasted this long. And go Leafs, go.